Want the reward? Do the damn work. Challenge yourself. Inspire change. Choice, not luck. Good afternoon, everybody. Todd Crandall from Ignite Euphoria Podcast. I'm excited to have my friends and awesome producers, Timo and Ed, from the new movie, Pure Euphoria. We're welcoming them in right now. Well, I got to start this by saying, look, you know our my buddy Dave Rude from Tesla, right? So I figured I'd wear his shirt. Hopefully, Dave, if you're watching, you're going to be on this thing. So, uh, you know, I got this. Uh, so I figured what better way to wear this shirt with my two buddies who did this awesome movie, uh, Pure Euphoria, and we have some Tesla music in it. So we got that out of the way, right? Um, let's do this. Let's just talk about, I know we've done several interviews with uh, film festivals and stuff about how this project came together, but we've never really done that with my stuff, with Racing for Recovery and now Ignite Euphoria. So how did this project come together that you guys awesomely did? Well, I think uh, I found your story, didn't I? And um I, I followed you for a while and uh, got very inspired of the stuff that you put out and this message that you spread to the world. And uh, yeah, somehow we got in touch and uh, we talked about making a documentary and then it was all step by step. You were in it from the first second that I, you know, once I mentioned it, you were, yes, let's do it. So, and that's how it all came to be. And that was, uh, so Timo, you and I were talking quite a while before we brought uh, Ed in on this, right? We were going back and forth on LinkedIn and just making sure that trying to get a concept together. And then, so let's talk about then how did, how did you bring Ed in? And then why did you bring Ed in? Yeah, yeah I just figured um, I needed a partner in this on the filmmaking side. I, I saw that this project is real. I saw that the story is you know, worth to be told. I absolutely wanted to make a film about you and tell your story and spread the message. So um, I needed someone who could help me, you know, on the storytelling side. And uh, I mean, you, you know, Ed, he's such a great storyteller and uh, you know how he interviews people and how he makes people feel comfortable to share their story. And uh, that's why I brought him in and thought he was a perfect fit for the film. Okay, Ed, your turn. Yeah. Why did you come well, yeah. out of this? I think, Todd, I think, first of all, I, I was completely out of my comfort zone when Timo approached me about doing this project. It's always been an, an ambition of mine to direct something. And um, Timo took a punt on me, thought, we'll wonder whether Ed is interested. And we got along. We both really like music and share the same interests in kind of sport and film. And so we were friends, um, but we didn't know each other that well. I have to say this project has brought Timo and I together really closely too. And um, I was just really excited by Todd's story. I thought he was an interesting guy. I thought at that time sobriety and that whole recovery area was something completely alien to me. I did not know much about it at all. Same with Iron Man. I'm, I'm, I wasn't an expert. I knew what it was. I thought it was brilliant. I'd seen it, 
but I wasn't engaged with that as a sport really my world is the Olympics and um at the moment and before that was football and so yeah I was really really drawn in and I I the first thing I did was I read Todd's Todd's book <laughs> which you'll be happy to, to hear which I absolutely loved and I uh, was drawn in by the story I loved uh Todd's kind of shoot from the hip attitude and how honest he was about the the mental health issues that he suffered um and how that it's not a done deal you know these things continue it's not like you, you can you, you're fixed or something you know it's a continual uh, process and i thought that was excellent i shared those values too and i was really excited to kind of put those all of these things together in the mixing part and and try and make something really exciting happen so i want to we got to back up a minute. Where where are you guys? Where are each of you guys? Ed, where are you? <laughs> Good. I am literally in my mum and dad's like office room at the moment because I we, we I was living in Madrid, Spain, where we shot the movie, and um, but due to coronavirus, I'm back in the northwest of England for the foreseeable. So uh, yeah, that's where I grew up in uh, in Liverpool, home of the Beatles and uh, a wonderful football team. Come on, Liverpool. Well, uh, cheerio, mate. And uh, <laughs> Timo, where are you right now? So everybody knows where they're, they're watching you from. Uh, I'm in Hamburg, Germany. And yeah, this is where I live and where I kind of grew up. I, I grew up just outside of Hamburg and the countryside, but then moved to the city, you know, once I was uh, finished with school. So th I think that's another cool thing about the entire film and the project, you know, that with Ed being in Spain, originally from the UK, um, you being uh, from the USA, me being from Germany, and we have even more uh, nations represented uh, in the crew, which is, I think it's amazing because it all happened. Like we all, you know, we worked online, sort of cloud-based. And uh, that was also very interesting how, how that worked and how well that worked. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I'm, I'm very proud of the fact of, and grateful for the technology, right? But if you, and that's why I asked you guys this, you know, I want people to understand, you know, how, you know, how big this is. It's, it's, it was a worldwide effort, you know, and I think it's a, and I, I kind of want you guys to elaborate on this. It's a testament of what really Racing for Recovery and my own personal involvement in that how that resonates with people just by reading a reading a couple notes or watching a video or maybe in Ed's case reading the book that people instantly were like yes let's do this and I I'm I'm very um I'm proud of that fact because it, the story I guess and the program sells itself so I, I do want to do this too I I want you guys to each give a you know let the let the viewers in on what you did before I mean you guys aren't just a couple of guys that picked up a camera and started doing this. You know, you've, you got some pretty powerful resumes. Let everybody know what it is that you guys were doing prior to this project. Do you want to go Ed? first, Timo? Oh, there, go on. You go yeah. first, Timo, on this okay. instance. Yeah, so, um, well, I'm a cameraman and filmmaker, and I focus on sports, basically. I specialize in sport productions, and I have always – I started out in sport and um, – I've always, yeah, worked in sports projects, events, documentaries, stuff like that. And um, 
basically what I like to do is I like to tell the stories of athletes because every athlete that is in whatever spotlight has an amazing story of how they got there. And I think um, that is also between Ed and I, I think that's our DNA, tell the stories of athletes. Wow, impressive. He's, yeah. he's also worked for some pretty impressive brands as well. He should clang a few names in there as well. So I'll do it on behalf of him, like Vodafone, BMW, you know, like big top brands, especially in Europe. Timo is uh, well-respected in Germany, is, is, is TV adverts, are, you know, for Vodafone especially are, are successful and on TV, importantly. So yeah, I'm, I, it's, it, Timo's visual style is very much um, uh, influenced by that commercial side of things and not in a negative way. We wanted to make something with Todd that was kind of had this message pure, a pure message, um, not infiltrated by any brands, not trying to overtly sell you something, although albeit the program itself is, is, is there. And I'm not, I don't think anyone's ashamed of that. It's just that we wanted to put something out there with a pure message and hence that pure euphoria as a name. And I, to go back to my CV, um, I've always worked in sport as well, but from more of a journalistic point of view, I qualified as a journalist from um, City University in London. Um, moved down to there and then for, I didn't even finish the course Todd did you know this and I just left I got a job and left <laughs> so I, uh, I didn't know that yeah I was, I was like it was around the corner from where I was doing the doing the actual degree so it was meant to be a master's it ended up being a diploma because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just like, pay me money so that was at uh, Satanta Sports News uh, and then I worked for Sky Sports I worked for the AP on their video side of things, I've been to the Olympic Games, the World Cup. I've been to some, uh, I've seen the Dallas Cowboys play in London and been into the locker room. I've interviewed people like NBA champion Chris Bosh, Usain Bolt. You know, I've traveled the world. Um, I've been super lucky uh, in my career. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been exciting. And I, currently I, uh, I'm the podcast host, hence my motor mouth, for... Um, the Olympic Channel, the Olympic Channel podcast. Go and check it out. <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, and I I wanted you guys to, you know, give your resumes because, again, this is where my gratitude comes into this. You guys have done extensive knowledge with some amazing people and companies. And just to have you embrace this project and, and racing for recovery, it's, you know, I'm, I'm honored and thankful that you guys, you, you guys did that. So, Let's switch into, and this is why I want to talk about the, the creativity of the of the film. I remember, Ed, one of the things you said to me, or it might have been Timo or both of you, you said, we don't want to have a talking head. You know, that was one of the first things that really I knew I had made the right decision getting working with you guys. You wanted to do something that was completely different. And when those, when you guys watch Pure Euphoria, you're going to see that it's just my voice. So how, how and why did you guys take that approach with creating this, this movie as opposed to doing basically whatever other movie is? Yeah, I think for us, Timo, we really wanted it to be something different. And I think Todd's excitement in it being something different kind of fueled us 
it's like a virtuous a virtuous circle upwards basically we're like how different can we go and i think that that talking head is cool and it can look really really good um i think in something like um that netflix college football um what's it called first well, i can't remember what it's called anyway that really cool one you they, they do wide talking heads and and it looks cool you know there's no i'm not knocking that style at all but we just wanted to take something really uh, a different approach and what could make us stand out and we thought well you know Todd's story is so incredible. Why don't we just record the audio and we can cut that up, uh, like from a technical point of view, really easily and have that underneath some picture um, that was super, super, super compelling. And let's try and like as a discipline, like we know his story is amazing. We know that he will speak emotionally. Why don't we try and get that emotion through by taking one of the, the most important things. The thing that they tell you to do in, in film school is like get that tear, get that emotion on screen. And we thought, well, this is super emotional. So do we need it? Well, maybe not. So let's then play with that and, you know, use, make it a journey into that person's mind so it felt more ethereal, felt different. It felt like you were in someone's head. And anyway, I, I, after we completely finished the movie, you know, and uh, I'd had my doubts about it, you know, like some, I was, I even had a call, Timo will remember, calling up and was like, I think we made a mistake. Should have, should have bloody well filmed it. <laughs> should have filmed it. Should have filmed on. And uh, he was like, "No, no, no, we have to stick." So thanks for thanks to him for putting up with one of my meltdowns. But Stephen Gerrard, the legendary captain of Liverpool Football Club, his documentary, which I hadn't seen, hand on heart, that's on Amazon Prime, it doesn't have a talking head in it. It's true. And awesome. so, uh, you know, I think it's a cool style at the moment. And I think it's in vogue. And uh, yeah, it was definitely a big decision. It wasn't something we took on lightly. And I don't know, Timo, is there anything I missed there for, uh, for anyone? No, anything? no, I think, I think the main idea and the difference that it makes if you use a talking head or you don't use a talking head is uh, we wanted to inspire people, right? We wanted to uh, people to listen to Todd's stories and see that they can do the same. They can overcome their obstacles. And I think if you look at someone and, you know, how he tells his story, there's still a bit of a difference. It's like, yeah, it's, a, it's a, an inspirational person telling me an inspirational story, but it's his story. It's not mine. And I think leaving out the talking head, the, the intention was to, yeah, transport the raw emotion and bring people closer to the emotion that Todd went through and uh, yeah, that it basically takes to overcome. That's good. So let's talk about too. And I, Timo, as you were talking right there, I keep thinking of when I first met you was during the marathon of Ironman France, <laughs> a couple of days before we started shooting the film for pure euphoria, but talk to Explain a little bit about like why you guys picked that location. You know, Timo, you came up, like I said, you met me in Nice, France with my daughter, Madison and, and Skylar and, and stuff. How did, 
you know, how did all that come to fruition? You know, why the location? Why did you meet me in Nice first? And let's start putting this thing together where it finally started to become a film. Yeah, I think so. Well, um, basically, even when we all agreed, yeah, let's make this film, there was still, you know, you were in the USA, we were here, I was in Germany, Ed was in Madrid. So they were all, you know, we were all spread out. So how, where do we come together? And, you know, how do we make this happen? Is it, are we coming over to the US and film it there? Or are you coming over to Europe? And then I think I saw you posting about uh, Iron Man Nice in 20, what was it, 2018, probably. I saw you posted about yeah. that, that you signed up for it. And then I thought, oh, hang on, he's coming to Europe. So that is, we need to go all in now. You know, <laughs> it's not going to be right. this close again soon. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, then Ed and I thought about where shall we shoot this? And uh, there were different, op you know, many options. We, Germany was one option. UK was another option. But they were not very stable weather-wise. And you would only have like five, six days after your Ironman. And uh, so Ed came up with the idea to basically film it in Madrid. And then we did a, a weekend of location scouting in Madrid. And we had all these ideas that uh, we wanted, you know, locations to look surreal. And uh, we wanted the running location to look like, you know, uh, like you're running on the moon. That's what we always said. <laughs> and then Ed had like some locations and we sort of, you know, followed some Google map links that he had basically worked out and they were all so perfect. It's like, I mean, that running location does look like running on the, the moon, moon, basically. It's <laughs> it's what you like about that film, that, 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 that <laughs> we, we did that, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the location is beautiful. We're gonna have to get some, some pictures during the, the podcast here to illustrate yeah. what we're talking about because yeah, the, yeah. The, I mean, it was, I've never seen anything like it before. So good on you, Ed, for finding that location. Why, why did you choose that that particular spot for this? Well, actually, that's a good it's a good story. Uh, the, the very first time I spoke to you, Todd, I'd, I'd actually been doing a podcast, um, a really interesting podcast with a rhythmic gymnast uh, that day. And it was super stressful. And then I spoke to you which was great and I really got on and we had a really intense but like great conversation uh, with Timo. And then I went on holiday with my friends to the mountains, to the Sierra. And we went that weekend to the beach where, you know, we shot Pure Euphoria. You know, I met the guys that crashed the boat <laughs> when, we were, <laughs> when we were filming. You know, I, that, that weekend, that very first weekend, serendipitously, you know, I, I met and I, I went and, and had a great old time. It was absolutely fantastic. I really like open water swimming and uh, I'm like so hard into, you know, just get going into places that are just like cool open water places, basically. And not races like you guys. <laughs> I just like being you know, in, in those uh, open water spaces I always have done. And so, yeah, I was on Instagram, basically, and I would just look for places that look cool to swim, that like, people had put, you know, little pins in or whatever, and that's how I found it. And then it kind of all spiralled out of just my kind of obsession with finding cool spots to go wild swimming. 
You know, and I, I haven't said this to you guys, but I, I do want to bring this up because I'm thinking about it right now. You know, so like I said, I, I, I met Timo. Yeah, God, I'll never forget that, buddy. I'm running, you know, I don't know what it was, 15 miles into the marathon or whatever. And there comes Timo standing on the side of the road. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? I got another six and I'll see you at the end, you know, and then we drove what 14 hours from nice france yes <laughs> down to madrid and then boom right into this this filming and i remember the first day that we were filming was the swim stuff and i'm you know i'm looking at my watch and i'm like i'm over five five miles of swimming for these guys right like what, what are they when are they going to get the shot with this thing <laughs> you know <laughs> You just kept saying you were fine. We were like, well, keep, until he says that he's tired, then yeah, right? I think, yeah, a bit of testosterone in that. I that mean. was funny, right? Yeah. So let's. Um. So we we shoot the project. I mean, if there's anything specific you want to talk about, like what you you know what you felt during the making of it. I mean, I always go back to the keep going thing, which that God that resonates with everybody who sees that, you know, it's keep going, keep going. And they use it throughout their time here at racing for recovery. If you guys want to briefly talk about like why you made it the way you made it the, the verbiage, the, the shots or whatever. I mean, I, I think people would be really interested in hearing that, especially the keep going thing. Yeah, the keep go. I'll give you the credit for keep going, Ed. Let's, <laughs> let's. You came up with that, and even I was like, "What is he doing?" I remember when we were doing the interviews, like, Todd, can you say keep going for like twenty times? And and you said, "What you want me? You want me to say twenty? You want me to say twenty times?" Yeah, yeah. And I even I was like, "What is he doing?" I had no idea that this was going to be the end of the film, but Ed knew it all before. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was kind of hard to explain, though. I think. That it was one of those things that I just felt would be a great moment, you know? It's hard sometimes in a creative post. So, and I, I think Timo is really patient, and you are as well, Todd, with kind of like, okay, well, let's just give it a go. And I think Todd really understood that there were going to be two processes that we were going to do the interview. One was going to feel nice. and was going to be a bit more like conversational and how Todd operates, like, you know, loose and fun and emotional and raw and honest and powerful and inspirational. You know, all of these things that we can get excited about. And then there were going to be two other parts. One was where I was basically just coaching you to say some things that we needed technically in order to plug the things in. And I could see it was hard work. It was, that was a tough session in the interview process because you were worried, I think, about the authenticity, but we got that. We got that, and I and and then there was that. There was like a mixture of those two things. So like a little bit of we needed a little bit more to like fill in the gaps, and um, like some more inspirational stuff to fill in the gaps, and then some more tech stuff. And that was the third and last session. And I think that's where we did the keep going stuff. Yep, right. We did. I think right right at the end. Uh, and at first, Todd was like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And I was like, no, 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 it's got me like that. And I, if I'm hand on heart, I didn't, I didn't think we got it. I didn't quite think we, we, we nailed it at the time. And then when I went back and listened to it, it was fine. And so we didn't need to stretch. I was thinking maybe we could do it in the morning. You know, like if we really need it, Todd will do it. I know he will, you know. 
and uh, but we didn't, and so that was that was cool. And uh, yeah, uh, that 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 bit was important. But I think really it's the faith that people show in other people's ideas. I think in another film, people wouldn't have that trust. And there was no real, re we're not buddies, all three of us. We didn't grow up in high school or, you know, this is something where this project is what we've all come together to do. And I think the trust that's been allowed in this project is really is special. And um, I think, yeah, both of you guys, but especially Timo for having the faith in, in, in that particular idea and, and seeing it through. Well, I, I must say, you know, I'm, I've been the subject of, you know, a couple movies and some, some interviews and stuff. And I always look at it as I, that's not my I'm here to do whatever the person wants me to do to get the, the best out of the, the project. So for me, it's like I just do as I'm told and then sit back and wait for you guys to turn it into something. You know, I mean, we talk about empathy, humility and gratitude around here. I'm grateful for just being in the opportunity to have something like that you know take place and I'm humble enough to not try and be a film director when I can't even direct myself most of the times you know what I'm saying <laughs> so it's just I I enjoy the process of it you know and it's you know when I'm your guys are asking me to do something I start thinking well where's this gonna go and you know long story short I think it's a it's a remarkable thing so let let's start talking about what in the heck are we doing with this thing, right? People ask me that all the time. Where, when can I see the whole thing? You know, and the whole virus thing is, is hit, obviously. But, you know, we've had it in some film festivals. We've won some awards. Tell everybody, like, what the process is and what, what the plans are with this film and when possibly it can be released for the public to, to view the whole thing. Yeah, I think... Um... Just the, the general process, if you make a documentary and you want to submit it to film festivals, you basically have to keep it undercover for the, let's say the public, you know, you can't put it like on the internet for free because uh, film festivals don't like that. And rightly so, they want exclusive, you know, they want exclusive content. And that's why um, we had to keep the film, you know, um, under wraps, basically. Under wraps, basically, yeah. And just submitted to film festivals for an entire year, which was very, you know, painful. We kind of knew it, but we hadn't thought that through, really. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but that's finished now. So, um, yeah, once this podcast is released, we should have a link under this YouTube video that, you know, we'll have the film, basically. Awesome. I didn't even yeah. really. Okay, I'm <laughs> yes. glad I asked that question. I had no idea. <laughs> Before we drop the bomb. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. We're in talks with a few different things. So hopefully one of those things will come off. If it doesn't, there'll still be a link. People won't know either way. <laughs> the link will still be the link. But hopefully, Absolutely. you know, we're going to partner up with somebody to see whether. And we need to get in touch with uh, Iron Man and let them know because we want to get the at the race we want we want to put some screens you know, well some screens. we have um i'm triathlete magazine well at best by the time this thing airs i think we're going to run the podcast either the day before or the, some, somewhere near it because triathlete magazine has something coming out on racing for recovery for uh january 12th 
that then we're going to coincide it with this podcast. And then, you know, I'm going to be doing Hawaii next October again. And I, I want you guys to come out and we'll do some sort of film thing or whatever. So that'll be more of the marketing stuff that we'll get going on this because I, I want people to see it. You know, it's, it's only 15 minutes long and it packs a punch. You guys did an absolutely amazing thing with this. And I'm, I'm excited that now um, we can get that out there and start getting a message to people and have it resonate with, with them. That's good stuff. Were you guys holding that for a surprise to tell me today or, or what? <laughs> you caught us. You caught us, Todd. We thought you'd be happy. Yeah, that's awesome. God, it's, you know, you're talking almost, uh, what, three years then since we started talking on this before it's come out. Wow. That's, yeah, wow. it's a slow process, isn't it? Filmmaking is, it's a slow got, business. <laughs> there's, there's no question that we got caught in the coronavirus, like everybody yeah. else, you know? Like the, yep. the plan was certainly to meet up and be at one of these film festivals all together. And, you know, uh, certainly that last one um, that we were, just, we, we, we were just nominated for over Christmas and in the selection for looked really great. And, Overcome Film Festival, we won, yeah. we won Best International Short, and at the New Jersey um, Recovery Film Festival as well, we, we got Best Cinematography from the entire festival, which is crazy, you know? And so uh, we, we received, I think, seven selections in, in total from film yeah. festivals across three continents. Wow. So, and we're still in, still in a mix for a couple of biggies. So. Like I, I'm, in fact, we're we're it, like we're we were mentioned today at the AIPS Awards, which is a global uh, journalism awards in the Europe section. So uh, I'll send you a link to that, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, we're still hopeful of something really big happening with the film in regards to the film festivals. But even if that doesn't happen, I, I agree. I think it's time to just get it out there. And our intention never was to have this film like, you know, secretly in some corner of the internet right. or whatever. It's, to, it's, 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 it's there to try and capture people's imaginations and hopefully get them to go outside and get them to wrestle with a few things that they didn't think they wanted to. Or, you know, or get someone else to watch the movie, maybe for them to wrestle with their things. And yeah, that's our intention anyway. And I can't wait. It really makes my heart sing whenever you say we've had a screening at Racing for Recovery. And, you know, that is tempered by the fact it's like, God damn, I, I wish that we'd had a chance to be all together and, and show this thing to, to, you know, in a real setting. Well, let's keep some positive thoughts because, you know, like Timo, you and I discussed. I'll, I'm racing in Italy and in May, and we can we can rendezvous over there, and then Russia again later in the summer. And then, hey, I like I said, the invitation's there for you guys to come out to Kona this year. You know, the condo's already booked. We're good to go. You know, so you know, we're stoked. You know, so it'll it'll be great. And I'm, you know, like I said, I I'm, I appreciate you guys coming on today and everything you've done with this. And now that we have the news that it's going to be out there. I'll start marketing the heck out of it, you know, <laughs> as you guys know. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, boys. 
No worries. Yeah, thanks, Todd. I just want thank to thank you very much. I just want to say thank you, Todd, as well. Like you didn't have to be so involved in this project, and we really appreciate everything that you've done. And I just also want to say that you know I understand. I think a little bit about how difficult it is to be you in some ways now. You know, from from doing this project, it's not all. You know, you have all this, have all of this energy, and I think, you know, we saw there's there's two sides for that. You know, for that fire. You know, the fire can catch fire, and that's not always it's it's not always got a positive out outcome on it. And I think working so close with you, we've we understand that, and and so you know, we really support what you're doing with racing for recovery. We think it's amazing, and you know the the you inspire people and you know good luck to you todd crandall we we, we think you're great <laughs> i appreciate it hey everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of ignite euphoria let us know how you feel about watching pure euphoria and um until next time take it easy and we'll see you soon bye